Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We want you to download our app there on social media sites, on our podcast, focusing on the present proceeding Word of God. And that is what God spoke to us while we were in Transmary, Kenya, Africa in 2019, January the 19th, 2019 saying, seal my people by my word, even as I send by angel ascending from the east, having the seal of living God, so send I you. And we started the podcast back then, focusing on that truth. Now, we're talking today about the great tribulation. Now, we know there will be great tribulation, as stated in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. But many believe that there's a pre-tribulation rapture, and The ones left behind will be the nation of Israel that would go through uh, this time, times and a half of great tribulation. There's some that say we'll be in the middle of the tribulation, that the rapture will happen then. And then there is the post-tribulation that happens after the tribulation of those days, which is the great tribulation. Let's take a look at the Word of God and we'll get into it today. There in Matthew 24, Jesus talking and Matthew 24, 15, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Now we know that the devil, the old son of perdition that opposes all that is God or that is worship so that he as God setteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. We see that in 2 Thessalonians 2. We also see in Revelation 2 that to the church at Pergamos. They're right. Where Satan's seat is, where Satan dwelleth, in the church. Now, we know that he's not speaking of an iron being a physical brick-and-mortar temple. He's using the word, Paul is using the word naos, N-A-O-S, which is a spiritual temple of God, which we, the body of Christ, are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We're not our own. We're bought with a price. And in Daniel 8, it talks about the transgression of desolation. The desolation that makes it desolate because of transgression, because we have sinned. Now, Daniel prayed a prayer, said, I have sinned, and my fathers have sinned, O Lord. Therefore, unto us belongs confusion of faces, as it is this day. But unto the Lord, everlasting righteousness and holiness unto God, unto him. Why? Because he realized the iniquity of the people. Iniquity sends the transgression of the law, but iniquity is lawlessness. That him that knoweth to do good and does it not, to him it's sin. Therefore, we are to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost and obedience to the Holy Ghost. If we do not, it is uh, sin in that we have not obeyed the leading of the Holy Ghost, which is lawlessness or iniquity. And that iniquity then, he that knoweth to do good, following the leading of the Holy Ghost, and does it not, to him it is sin. So it's imperative that we obey the leading of the Holy Ghost Whosoever we yield our members as servants to obey, him are we the servants to whom we obey, whether of sin unto death, even though we have the Holy Ghost, 
are of obedience unto righteousness, yielding the peaceable fruits of holiness in Romans 6. So this transgression of desolation is iniquity in the land. And he says, there you see this abomination of desolation. You see this iniquity abounding. The love of many is waxing cold. Then when you see that, then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Now the housetop there in the spiritual sense is tabernacles. They go on the roofs of the house and they build booths or sukkahs to commemorate coming out of Egypt. And that's not in Pentecost. That's in the Feast of Tabernacles and uh, that Tishri or Ethneim in the seventh month. Jesus, speaking in the spiritual sense, is referring to that. Not to come down to take anything out of his house means uh, out of his own possessions. And the things are the things of faith. In other words, you keep what God's truth has given you. When you have 10 virgins, they're all virgins, but five are wise, five are foolish. All of them have oil in the lamp, but the five foolish virgins do not have enough oil in their lamp. They haven't followed on to know the Lord in the work of the ministry in the present proceeding word of God. That's the problem. The five wise virgins have oil in their lamp. They're on the housetop. They're in tabernacles. They're in uh, their sukkah, their booths. They're in that time of that season in that latter reign of the Holy Ghost. But don't come down. Don't let anything come back out or give oil out of your lamp there, for then you will not have enough. So don't come down to take anything of faith out of your house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. We're clothed upon there in the Holy Ghost, and God's doing a change of raiment now in Zechariah 3, the ones that are called by Yeshua, son of Yosedek. Yeshua, Jesus, the ones that are called by his name, is a brand plucked out of the fire, and he has a change of raiment. God's doing that now. And he goes on and says, and woe be unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. Well, they brought forth a baby, a newborn babe, and these are with child. They're pregnated, but they haven't brought forth. Well, we find that the spiritual sense of it in Revelation 12. Saw a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with a sun the moon and under her feet upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. And she cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered and brought forth a man child. But during that time, that's the Christ in us, the hope of glory. But there's a newborn babe that desire the sincere muck of the word that we may grow thereby. But the newborn babes are unskillful in the word of righteousness. They don't understand obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness. We see that in Hebrews 5, Paul talking about the king priesthood in Melchizedek, which is a high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We can't stop being newborn babes. We have to go there to the next step, little children. We have to grow with the Christ in us. No, the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. 
Now we go from newborn babes to little children. We see that in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. That I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. You're born again of the water and the spirit. Acts 2, 38. That you go higher and you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. And you call him Lord because no one can call Jesus Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, Jehovah, except by the Holy Ghost. But we can't stop there. That's what Jesus is saying here. Those that are with child in those days are that give suck. You haven't come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ until a full, perfect man in the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. There, the next step from little children is that of uh, young men. I write unto you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. Those are the overcomers in the revelation of Jesus in Revelation, the second and the third chapter. Now we go to the final full growth in our Lord Jesus Christ. Growing up into Jesus in all things in all truth so that we're not tossed to and fro by everyone to doctrine. And these are the fathers. And John tells us, I write unto you fathers because you have known him. That's from the beginning. And he says it twice. I have written unto you fathers because you have known him. That's from the beginning. That him that's from the beginning, obviously, is eyes before and behind. If we have eyes before and behind, take a look. If we have eyes before, we can see what's ahead of us. And eyes behind, then we see a perfect work of God in the fullness of the measure of the stature in a wheel, in the midst of a wheel, doing the will of God. The living creatures, the beasts before the throne of God, which are the redeemed of the Lord. They are not angels. They sing the song of the redeemed in Revelation 5. They have eyes before and behind. They're making a full circle in the knowledge of God. And these are the lion, man, calf, and eagle that we see in the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ growing up into him in all things and all truth. What we're called for, not partial truth. When uh, Pentecost, we saw through a glass darkly. But now in this season of tabernacles, this last season in the glory of God, we now uh, have with an open face are beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the very same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So he said, woe unto them that have, brought, have not brought forth and to them that give suck in those days with an exclamation mark. And he says, then pray that your flight, the flight there be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Why? Well, that's somebody said, that's a flight into heaven, the rapture. No, it's not. We find our flight there in the man-child birth the woman being the church in Revelation 12. And how do we know it's the church? She brings forth a man-child caught up to God into his throne. And the old devil, the serpent, the scorpion, the dragon, went to make war with the remnant of her seed. Who, 
Who are those that are the remnant of her seed? Those that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Those that love God keep his commandments. Those are the ones that love God and doing works of righteousness unto holiness through obedience. The iniquity is the ones that do not obey the leading of the Holy Ghost in the present truth. And those that have pleasure in unrighteousness, God will send strong delusion that they would all be damned because they receive not the love of the truth. We have to go all the way. And this is what Jesus is referring to here. It is uh, a strong, profound statement for us to take heed. The burden is upon us, the body of Christ. Any man says the burden of the Lord, the burden of the Lord will be cut off. For the burden is upon us. That Sabbath day and that flight that we're talking about in Revelation 12 is there will be two wings of a great eagle. Now notice we have a lion, man, calf, and eagle going up into Jesus and all things and all truth. Then two wings of an eagle will be given unto us, the woman, the church, where we fly, not to heaven, but fly into the wilderness where we have the place prepared of God, where we're nourished from the face of the serpent for a time, times, and dividing of a time, three and a half years, 42 months. For why? For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Friend, that is the great tribulation. Matthew 24 goes on and says, Except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake. The elect is the according to election of grace. That's a church of the living God. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. Why? For there shall arise false Christ, false anointings, and many false prophets that were entered into the world, speaking the things of their own mind and not the will of God, and shall show great signs. We're finding right now. People are into these uh, sensational findings. There be a statue of Mary, and they go to the statue of Mary to be healed. And they actually can see all come down off her hands. Then they go to maybe a fragment where somebody says, here's the cross of Jesus, and they can go there and pray before that. These things ought not be. We are to stay away from necromancers. We are to stay away from the soothsayers and prognosticators, holding only to the Lord God Almighty, the Christ in us, the hope of glory, where we have an unction from the Holy One. Our Lord is that Spirit. Jesus Christ is that Spirit. These people will show great signs, these false prophets, these false Christs, great signs and great wonders. There are signs, miracles, and lying wonders that we see in 2 Thessalonians 2. Insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect of God. We have to be very careful that we don't fall into sensationalism and hold to the true God and eternal life laying hold upon the hope Behold, I have told you before. 
Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he's in the desert, go not forth. He's in the secret chambers, believe it not. There, why? Keep going on in Matthew 24. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even to the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now that is a very profound statement. The Son of Man is the kingdom office of the Spirit of God. It was Jesus' favorite saying of the offices of God, of which he is. But he stated, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Well, what did he mean by that? Well, we have to be in the present preceding word of God, walking the light as he's in the light, in order to have fellowship one with another, speaking the same things in one mind and one accord. And then, and only then, does the blood of Jesus cleanse us from all sin. 1 John 1, 7. Well, if we lag back and not follow the leading of the Holy Ghost, then we fall behind and become a sluggard. What happens then is that we fall short of the calling of the calling of God and will not be pleasing in his sight. The living creatures, the Zoe, the beasts before the throne of God, which are the redeemed, they, as we see in Ezekiel 1, they go forth as a flash of lightning. Why? Because the word of God, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, will be preached in all the world for witness in all nations. And then the Lord himself will come with 10,000 of his saints. It will go from the east all the way to the west as a flash of lightning. That is not only the Lord not only the angelic host, but the, by the bride of Christ, the body of Christ with them in his coming. We'll see that in a minute. As it shines from the east even to the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Notice, immediately after, not before, not during, but after the tribulation of those days, which we know is winter and on the Sabbath day, which is a time of great tribulation. And it's immediately after the tribulation of those days that the sun will be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Now when God shakes all things, and Haggai 2 which is in the 21st day of the seventh month, not Pentecost. It's in Tishri and Tabernacles. When he shakes all nations, then the desire of all nations shall come. And he says, all the silver and gold is mine. And I'll make the glory of the latter house, the latter reign, greater than that of the former, greater than the book of Acts in Acts, the second chapter in the Pentecostal reign of the Holy Ghost, the former reign. That's exactly what he's talking about here, and the powers of the heaven be shaken, as we see in Hebrews 12, that the Lord hath promised. He will not shake the earth only, as he did in the days of Moses, in the great exodus of the children of Israel out of Egypt. But he said, he will not shake earth only, but he hath promised yet once more, he shakes not the earth only, but also heaven, that all that can be shaken, there's a shaken, there can be removed as of things that are made. Every man-made doctrine at this time will fall, will be destroyed. Only Jesus and the truth will be lifted up.
And then the righteous, those that cannot be shaken, may remain. We are the ones that remain. Seeing then that we have a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God with reverence and godly fear. And then shall appear the sign. Now that sign's the seal of the Son of Man in heaven. That is not only with Jesus, but all uh, the church and the heavenly host and the armies of God coming to the earth in the day of the Lord God and the wicked will be ashes under the righteous feet according uh, to Malachi 4. And it says the sign of the Son of Man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. The clouds there will be so great a cloud of witnesses. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together. There's the rapture. Gather together his elect, the church of the living God, from the four winds, from the one end of heaven to the other. Mark says one of the earth to the other end of the earth in Mark 13. Here we go in Daniel 9. We see here that we're talking about the transgression. Seventy weeks. Seventy is the number of reconciliation or restitution. And Acts 3, 20 and 21 tells us that the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things, all truth, for the body of Christ to be sealed with the mind of Christ. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people, upon thy holy city, to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for what? For iniquity, which in the last days will abound, and many, uh, the, the love of many will wax cold. And it will bring in everlasting righteousness. And it will seal up, seal up the vision, that vision that we see and the prophecy, which is the words of the book of this prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. That's the most holy place, which is the final work of God. Know, therefore, and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore, there's a restoration. Heavens must receive Jesus until the restitution or restoration of all things and all truth. And to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince, shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again, and the wall, even in what? Troublous times, times of tribulation. Watch it here. And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. Well, what do we have here? Well, the Jesus ministry. Jesus started his uh, ministry about the age of 30. That's in AD 27. We won't go into the actual birth time of Jesus, but age 30 and adding uh, age 33 and a half, or three and one half years, Jesus was cut off, but not for himself. Cut off in the midst of the week, and he caused a sacrifice and oblation to cease. There's no more sacrifice there once and for all in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. There, but who shall declare his generation? That generation that shall be counted for the seed. Therefore, there remains another three and one half year. Jesus ministry, which is called the Christ generation that we see in Matthew 1. And in Matthew 1, it talks about the 42 generations, the 42 generations from Abraham uh, there unto David, 14 generations. 
and from David to the carrying away into Babylon, 14 generations. Everybody says, that's good. But the carrying away from Babylon unto Jesus is there 11 or the 42nd, and uh, who is called who is called Christ, and Christ is that 12th, which is the 42nd generation. Jesus fulfilled this right here and paid all the price on the cross, but there still remains a three and one half year work of the ministry that we are all called for in Ephesians 4.11. He gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. And that's what we're focusing on here. And it is uh, going through a time of great tribulation. We see in Jeremiah 30 that the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, thus speak of the Lord God of Israel, write thee all the words that I've spoken to thee in a book. For though the days come, saith the Lord, that I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel and Judah. Saith the Lord, I will cause them to return to the land. We know May the 14th, 1948, Israel returned back to that land and I gave to their fathers and they shall possess it. Now, and these are the words that the Lord spake concerning Israel and concerning Judah. For there saith the Lord, we've heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Now, most of the world in denominational Christianity speaks peace when there is no peace, and that's the Antichrist message. He'll cleave to them with flatteries, and by peace he shall destroy many. Jeremiah 4, Lord, it is as if thou, you have deceived this people, saying, Peace, and behold, the sword reaches unto the soul. Ask you now and see whether a man doth what? A man travails with child. Wherefore, I do see every man with his hands on his loins as what? A woman in travail. This is great tribulation, sorrows. Jesus said, these are the beginning of sorrows, birth pangs that bring forth the Christ in us. And all faces are turned into paleness. Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It's even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. As we go on, for it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off thy neck and will burst thy bonds, and strangers shall no more serve themselves of him, but they shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up unto them. Therefore fear thou not, O my servant Jacob, saith the Lord, neither be this made, O Israel, for lo, I will save thee from afar, and thy seed. So we have the church there also. In Genesis 12, God promised Abraham that he would make of him a great nation. There's the nation of Israel. And all nations of the earth would be blessed in Israel. Those that bless Israel will be blessed. Those that curse Israel will be cursed. Tell true today. Genesis 15, there he tells Abraham, there, this will be your seed. We're the seed of Abraham. There is a nation of Israel, as stated by Paul in Romans 9, Romans 10, and Romans 11. It is a national Israel that blindness in part has happened to the natural Israel and there because of their unbelief. They went about to establish, had a zeal, but not according to wisdom, going about to establish their own righteousness, thereby the law. 
Because of that, blindness in part happened to Israel, and the natural olive branches were cut off, that he would provoke them to jealousy with a nation there that are the wild olive branches, which is the church that are grafted into that vine. Well, there's only one vine. They're branches. And now Israel can still be saved in the elect if they turn to the Lord God and be born again. Now we know that through their unbelief that we Gentiles were grafted in. Now we stand by faith. We don't boast against those branches. Paul said, don't boast, but fear, because God is able also to cut you off if you boast against those branches. There, we're the wild olive branches grafted into that vine. But then he said, but now because of their unbelief that this mercy has been extended to us, the Gentiles, wild olive branches. But God will again in one day graft back in the natural olive branches in there and there will come a deliverer out of Zion. And in one day, Israel, the nation of Israel, will have their sins forgiven, but not in the church. The nation Israel will go into the millennial, just as what was promised to Adam, that if he had not sinned, he would be the federal head of, of that people of God. But he sinned. We knew that. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin. But therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. As the offenses of one, so also the free gift is of one. Well, where sin did reign, now grace does much more reign. Where sin abounded, grace does much more abound. And there, sin reigned by death. But grace reigns now through righteousness, which has to be obeyed. And most of the dominant church world does not get that. Now, the seed from the land of their captivity, and Jacob shall return and shall be at rest and be quiet, and none shall make him afraid. For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to save thee, though I make a full end of all nations. All nations will have an end. Whether I have scattered thee, yet I will not make a full end of you. Now the church of the living God will be scattered in the last days. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Very specific, you will be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Revelation 12 says there will be two wings of a great eagle given to us. The woman, where she flieth into the wilderness. That flight in the winter, that flight on the Sabbath day, on the Sabbath day. Where we have a place prepared of God, where we're nourished from the face of that serpent. There, there's a natural Israel. There's a spiritual Israel. But all Israel will be saved. But I will correct thee in measure and will not leave thee altogether unpunished. Here we go. And he goes on and says, For thus saith the Lord, thy bruise is incurable, thy wound is grievous. There's none to plead thy cause that thou mayest be bound up. Thou hast no healing medicines. All thy lovers have forgotten thee. They Seek thee not, for I have wounded thee with a wound of an enemy, with the chastisement of a cruel one, for the multitude of thine iniquity, because thy sins were increased. Know that our sins will find us out. Why criest thou for thine affliction? Thy sorrow is incurable for the multitude of thine iniquity, because thy sins were increased. I have done these things unto you. Now, why we find that Israel, going about to establish her own righteousness, 
we find that this is exactly what happens. And the Lord is righteous, and his judgment is just. Therefore, all they that devour thee will be devoured. And all thine adversaries, every one of them, shall go into captivity. They that spoil thee shall be a spoil. And all that prey upon thee will I give for a prey. Here's restoration. For I will restore health unto thee. I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord, because they call thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion, who no man seeketh after. There's Israel hated, uh, the nation of Israel hated of all nations. But also the body, the body of Christ will be hated of all nations. And they will scatter the church of the living God. Many do not understand that. And it says there, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring again the captivity of Jacob's tents. Have mercy on his dwelling places, and the city shall be built upon her own heap, and the palace shall remain after the manner thereof. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving in the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. I will also glorify them, and they shall not be small. Their children also be as time, and their congregation shall be established before me, and I will punish all them that oppress thee. Their nobles shall be on themselves, and their governors shall proceed from the midst of them. And I will cause him to draw near, and he shall approach unto me. For who is this that engaged his heart to approach unto me? saith the Lord, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. The Lord will be Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. The Lord will build that temple. Behold, the whirlwind of the Lord goeth forth with a fury, a continuing whirlwind. It shall fall with pain upon the head of who? The wicked, all that despise the nation of Israel and despise and hate the church. The fierce anger of the Lord shall not return until he have done it, until he hath performed the intents of his heart in the latter days, these days, you shall consider it. We will understand it perfectly. God is doing that now. We see it in Israel as they're trying to literally drive all Israel and Jews into the sea. Take a look at Genesis 12, 1 through 3. This is where he's promised a great nation. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, before he's Abraham, with the, the covenant of circumcision, the father of faith, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee what? Church? No, a great nation. That's the promise of the nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Here, those that put their hand against Israel are ignorant spiritually and do not know what they're doing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse him that curses thee. We need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Israel is God's people. It's his nation. And in thee, and during the millennial, all families of the earth, everyone, all nations, will be blessed in the nation of Israel. The church of living God will be God's little G-O-D-S, as Micah 4. And we will be kings and priests ruling during that time, during the millennial. A thousand-year reign with Jesus Christ. We will walk in the name of the Lord our God. And the nations there that are saved, those sheep on the right hand of the Lord Jesus Christ, they are not in the church. They will walk in the name of their gods, their judges, Micah 4. Some will rule over five cities, some over ten. Some will be Zadok and will 
literally be priests in the house of God. Romans 11, Paul talks about this great truth. That's a mystery. He explains the national Israel and the church, the spiritual Israel. And he says in Romans 11.1, 1, I say then, hath God cast away his people? Has he cast away Israel? God forbid. For he said, I'm an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. He's a natural Jew. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. Won't you not what the scripture saith of Elias or Elijah? When he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets. Dig down thine altars. I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000, that's perfected glory, thousands perfected glory, sevens perfection, 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Baal is a prosperity and peace. They're preaching peace when there is no peace. Even so, then at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. The Jew, the natural Jew, even though blindness and parts happen to Israel, they can still come in into the church of the living God. They're being born again. Then it goes on. And if by grace, then it's no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But now we have cheap grace saying, well, grace is just grace. No matter what you do, you're going to heaven. Well, that's cheap grace. Now, we have a video on that. Uh, they're on a podcast called Cheap Grace versus Real Grace, the true grace. And grace reigns through righteousness. And righteousness has to be obeyed as stated in Romans 5 and Romans 6. Whosoever you yield your members of servants to obey him of the servants to whom you obey. Whether of sin unto death, even though you have Christ in you, the hope of glory, it must be obeyed. The Holy Ghost must be obeyed. The Jesus in you must be obeyed. Uh, or of obedience unto righteousness. There. Otherwise, works no more work. He's talking about works of the law. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which seeketh for, but the election, the election of grace, hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. David saith, Let their table be made a snare, and a trap, and a stumbling block, and a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow down their back always. Well, Paul keeps on going. And he says, I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Is that it? They, the end of Israel? God forbid. Why? But rather through their fall, salvation has come to us. Who? The Gentiles, the wild olive branches. For to provoke them to jealousy. Now, if the fall of them, the natural Jew, be the riches of the world, and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. He's alluding to they will come back in, the natural olive branches graft back in again. For I speak to you Gentiles, that's to the church that were the wild olive branches, inasmuch as I am the apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. That office is of grace. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh, Israel after the flesh, and might save some of them. For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? He goes on. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump 
is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. Jesus is the vine, we're the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them partakest of the root and the fatness of the olive tree, are we supposed to boast and be uh, proud against the Jew? Obviously not. Boast not against the branches. But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, Jesus, but the root thee. Thou wilt say then, well, the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in, and we pat ourselves on the back. Well, because of their unbelief, they were broken off. And you stand by faith. Be not high-minded. Let's watch ourselves. Keep that in mind. But fear. We want to always pray for Israel. Why? For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed lest he spare not you also, us that are grafted in as the wild olive branches. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell severity, because they did not seek it by faith, the natural Jew. But toward thee, that is, the wild olive branches, the Gentiles' goodness. If, there's a big if, if thou continue in his goodness, Otherwise, you also shall be cut off, as you make us all fear. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. They can still be born of the water and the spirit and grafted into the church and grow up to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. For God is able to graft them in again. For if thou were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, natural Israel, be grafted into their own olive tree? And he tells us this great mystery. He says, for I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this what? This mystery. There's a natural Israel. There is a spiritual Israel. Lest you should be wise in your own conceits, conceited. That blindness in part is happened to Israel. Until how long? Until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. When the Gentiles have come into the fullness and they have been saved, come to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, then all Israel, natural and Israel, shall be saved. Now there is the church in salvation, and there's a nation of Israel saved, not in the church, but delivered. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob, the natural Israel. For this is my covenant of them when I shall take away their sins. And they will literally, uh, all nations will be blessing Israel during this millennium. Now, Romans 11, as concerning the gospel, their enemies, we just touched that. Let me go on. Now, he says here, for God hath concluded all in unbelief that he might have mercy upon all. Paul, talking about this mystery, oh, the depth of riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord or who hath been his counselor? And who hath first given to him and it shall be recompensed to him again? For of him, through him and to him, are all things to whom Jesus Christ be glory forever. Amen. 
Well, you see, neighbor, this is a work of the ministry that God is not through with national Israel. They will be saved in one day, and Isaiah 66 talks about, for as soon as Zion travails, she brought forth her children, plural. Shall a nation be brought forth at once, birthed at once? That happens on the day of the Lord. Not in the church. We see it here in Isaiah 66. Before she travailed, the national Israel, she brought forth before her pain came. She was delivered of a man child. Now watch this. Is this the church? Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in what? In one day. That's the day of the Lord God Almighty. Or shall a what? Not the church. A nation be born at once. For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her what? Her children. These are the sheep, the righteous nations, not the church, the righteous nations in Matthew 25, which will be the sheep on the right hand of Jesus and the goats, the nations that there came against the church of the living God on the left. Shall I bring to the birth and not cause to bring forth, saith the Lord? Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, saith God? Rejoice ye with Jerusalem. Don't tack her and rejoice over her like some of these are doing in the streets to their own destruction. Be glad with her. All ye that love her, rejoice for joy with her. All ye that mourn for her. Why? That ye may suck and be satisfied with the breast of her consolations. That they may milk out and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. For thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then shall you suck. You shall be born upon her sides and be dandled upon her knees. The church of the living God will be reigning and ruling during that time with Christ, during this millennia, all over those nations for 1,000 years. That's the high calling of God in Christ Jesus as king, priest of the Lord, our God, the Melchizedek ministry. And Isaiah 66, go on, as of one whom his mother comforteth, so will I comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice. Your bones shall flourish like an herb, and the hand of the Lord shall be known toward his servants, the servants that are, and his indignation toward his enemies. For behold, the Lord will come with fire, not with water this time, but the fire judgment of God, with his chariots like a whirlwind, to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire and by his sword will the Lord plead with all flesh, and the slain of the Lord shall be many. They that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in the gardens behind one tree, those are the ones that sit there with one pastor, not an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, not through the leading of the Holy Ghost, but follow one individual, one tree, in the midst, eating swine's flesh and the abomination in the mouth shall be consumed together, saith the Lord. We have to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. And he goes on and says, For I know their works and their thoughts. It shall come that I will gather all nations, all the nations, and tongues, and they shall come, and they will see God's glory. I will set a sign among them, and I will send those that escape of them unto the nations, that escape of this Last day, Lord, judgment of God. He will send them to Tarshish pool and Lud to draw the boat to Tubal and to Javan to the isles afar off that have not heard my fame, neither have seen my glory, and they shall declare my glory among what? The nations, the Gentiles. 
And they shall bring all your brethren for an offering to the Lord out of all nations. There's the nations again. Upon horses and in chariots and linen litters and upon mules and upon swift beasts to my holy mountain, Jerusalem. There is the millennial reign, saith the Lord, as the children of Israel bring an offering in a clean vessel into the house of God. And says, and I will take of them for priests and for Levites, saith the Lord. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord. So shall your seed and your name remain. Watch, watch it here. And it shall come to pass from that from one new moon to another, from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh, all the nations that are left in the earth after the day of the Lord shall come to worship before me, saith the Lord. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed them against me, for their worms shall not die. Neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring to all flesh, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. We need certainly to take heed to this last day work of God. When we talk about what God is doing there in these last days, this last uh, move of God Almighty, uh, we know that the end is near. Matthew 25. What we're talking about here is the judgment of Jesus. And notice there's the church here and there's the nation of Israel here. Matthew 25, 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him. And now we're coming with that. The angels of the angelos, which is not only the angelic host as one of the host or camps of God or the armies of God, but the church of the living God as well. For the Lord will return with 10,000 of his saints. Then shall he set up on the throne of his glory. Now watch what happens. And before him shall be gathered who? The church? No. All nations. All nations there. And he shall separate them one for another. As a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on the right hand, but the goats on the left. Now the question is, who are the sheep? Who are the goats? Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand. That's the sheep. Come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared from you from the foundation of the world. That is the millennial kingdom. That's not Christ in you. That is the millennial kingdom. For I was a hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty. You gave me drink. I was a stranger. You took me in naked, and you clothed me. I was sick. You visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. These are the righteous nations, not the church. It's what they did to the church. They showed mercy. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw thee a hungered and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw thee a stranger and took you in or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw thee you sick or in prison and came unto you? And the king shall answer and say to them, watch it now. Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it, unto one of the least of these, what? My brethren, the church of the living God, you have done it unto me because it's your Christ in you. You are the body of the Christ. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, those are the goats, depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire. Whew. I want to make heaven, but I sure enough don't want to go to hell. 
into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. We were never, God did not prepare hell for any human being, only for the devil and his angels. We go there as a trespasser. And it says, for I was a hunger, you gave me no meat. I was a thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you took me not in. Naked, you clothed me not. I was sick and in prison, you didn't visit me. Then shall they also answer him saying, Lord, when saw we you a hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you did it not, to who? The one of the least of these, my brethren, the church, you did it not unto me. How you treat the church is going to come back in judgment. And these shall go away into what? Everlasting punishment. But the righteous into life eternal, that is the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. We find that in Second Thessalonians, that there in the first chapter, we're bound to thank God for you, brethren, as is meet, because your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other abounded. Now, how did you get to charity? Charity's not love. Charity's the love of God based in doing his will. So you add to your faith virtue being honest and truthful with God, to virtue knowledge. Without uh, the knowledge of God, without knowledge, my people perish without knowledge. Add to your knowledge uh, temperance. Temperance, he that striveth for mastery must be temperate or self-controlled in all things and all truth. Add to temperance patience, but let patience have a perfect work. Tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience. Experience worketh hope. Hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. That after we've done the will of God, we have need of patience. That we'll receive a full reward. Then from passion, add to your patience, godliness, the God life. Then godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. These have come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Charity will cover a multitude of sins and obedience unto righteousness. Charity is the bond or guarantee of perfectness that you will not be bearing unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. And he says here, your faith and your charity of every one of you all toward each other abounded so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith and all your what? Persecutions and tribulations that you endure. It's a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that you may be accounted worthy of the what? The kingdom of God, which is a millennial reign for which you also suffer. Seeing that is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that have troubled you or tribulations you. One is the wrath of God. The other is the wrath of Satan. We're not appointed to the wrath of God. But the devil, the old serpent, the scorpion, is a war in heaven. And the dragon, the old serpent, the scorpion, the devil was cast out. He said, woe be unto the inhabitants of the earth. Why? Because the devil comes down to you having great wrath. That's for a time, times, abiding by time, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed, that's a revelation of Jesus from heaven, with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel. You have to obey the gospel of Jesus through the exceedingly great and precious promises whereby we are made partakers of his divine nature escaping the corruption of the world through lust. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power? When he shall be come to be glorified, what? 
in his saints, the ones that are sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body, and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day, the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. Neighbor there, we are going through great tribulation. There's a great work there. When evil comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against it. There, we see there is a difference in the nations of Israel, that nation of Israel with all nations being blessed in Israel. And we see a difference there in the church, the elect. One are the natural olive branches that were cut off, but they'll be grafted back in in the day of the Lord. But then there are the wild olive branches, the church that were grafted in because of their unbelief. But God, through His wisdom and His mercy, will save all of Israel. And it'll be immediately after the tribulation of those days. Shall the sign of the Son of Man appear with heaven. Great glory, send His angels, gather together His elect. That's the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, neighbor, I hope this has helped there. And we want you to tune in to our podcast. This app, Sealing God's People for the Present Proceeding Word of God. And right now there's a great work going on. The angels of God going through the earth, the four angels holding back the four winds that are soon to hurt the land, sea, and the trees. And God is there sealing his people now for those that have an ear to hear. Now, email me, sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. we love to hear from you. There, simply drop me an email and I'll get in contact with you. Sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. You can also reach me on our websites, dennisbeard.org, sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com. Now we pray for each one of you that God will perfect that which is lacking in all of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Well, neighbor, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.